Caribbean people are the best. Woohoo! 100%. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they'd like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. Yeah! Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm Stephen Smith. I'm joined in studio today with Vern Evelyn. I'm calling you Vern Evelyn. Okay, I know you have a full name and that's fine, but I'm calling you Vern Evelyn. Vern is the owner of Red Elite. Vern, welcome to the show. Hello, good night, everybody. Hi, Stephen. Thank you very much for the opportunity to come on the show. What's up? Oh, man. Vern, it's so good to have you. Vern is my spirit animal. I'm telling you guys 100%. Vern, Vern is like, yeah, man, Vern is it. Right, well, Vern. Today we're going to be talking about um, the coronavirus. We're going to be talking about COVID nineteen. Um, our thoughts on it. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about Red Elite, um, the effects on the economy, and just kind of some outside opinions of how we feel this thing is happening and what's going on around us. We also hopeful people, but we also have some some stuff to say. So it's going to be a loaded show. It's going to be a very relevant show, and it's going to be awesome, right, Vern? Awesome, awesome, awesome. We have a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we even get into that, we're going to do a fact or fiction section. And we're going to give Vern five statements. We're going to ask her if she thinks they're true or if she thinks they're false. So, Vern, everybody usually comes on the show. We usually try to get three out of five. Um, But if you don't get three out of five, that's fine because we're just not going to mention it at the end of the day. Right? You get it? Got it. Okay. Now, all of these questions have to do with movies. So let's <laughs> see what Vern. The other day I saw you. The reason that I was inspired is because I saw you with popcorn, and I don't know why popcorn just reminds me of movies. Like, well, we, we generally popcorn is like a movie staple. It's you, a movie you can't staple. enjoy a good movie unless you have good popcorn. That's 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 true. But and I am I am a popcorn addict, as you can see from my snap. Yes, I cite from yeah. your snap lately. You yeah. basically divulged into an entire bowl of popcorn, but I did. But it's all for fun, it's all for good. But let's go into the show. So, fact of fiction, number one. In terms of return on investment, the most profitable film of all time is Avengers Endgame. In terms of return on investment, the most profitable film of all time is Avengers Endgame. True or false? True. It's false. Seriously? Yes, it is. And the... I answered with such confidence. I know, oh, right? Nice. I know, right? And there's a, there's a and difference. I still love that picture. It's a wonderful yeah. movie. The most profitable film of all time is actually Paranormal Activity. And get this, it's funny. Because the return on investment has to do with the percentage returns. So, thanks to its microscopic budget, a major success at the box office, and the major success at the box office, 2007 film Paranormal Activity scored a return on investment of 19,758%. Absolutely blowing away the next possible profitable film, which is The Gallows. All right. It costs just $60,000 to make and another $400,000 in marketing, yet ultimately brought in $89 million. That is a lot, but I would not never have guessed that paranormal activity 
was that was the answer because I don't watch those shows. No, I, I don't like I don't like horror. I I live alone. I don't. <laughs> I also live alone. I don't wish to go down that road. No. No, I don't want to hear whistling in the night and automatically think somebody outside trying to kill me. So I pass one hundred percent. Avengers Endgame ends well. Yes, let's just well kind of let's just let's just go with that, right? Number two. Okay. The movie Gravity was more expensive than the Indian Mars mission. The movie Gravity was more expensive than the in Indian Mars mission. True or false? Um, I am going to say true. It's absolutely true. In ah, India's, India's $74 million Mars mission cost less than Gravity Gravity's movie. When the uh, Megala... Well, I don't know what I would When the Megalian spacecraft slipped into orbit around Mars on Wednesday after a 10-month voyage, India became the first country to successfully reach the red planet on its first attempt. That is crazy. 74 that's million? That's on low. That's on That's on Because the Mars, the, the gravi Gravity movie, I think, cost $124, $125 million to make. Well, I, I I could understand that because you know that's, that's a lot of props you gotta do, a lot of animation and whatnot to make stuff look you know real real. I think the real. Imagine how many space stations they probably visited to do research and and gate right. Shot some of the, did some of the shots in this, like those gravity places. Tanks. Kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, those things ain't gonna come cheap, so I could see. Yeah, but he's like, know, what would we rather? Time. Would we rather have a movie about? Space or actually go to space? That's like the better question. Because like, I I I don't know. Some people would probably want to go to space more than they watch want a movie. To go to space and when the when the actual opportunity arises, they panic because I, who knows? I mean, how many movies have we watched and they had scenes in outer space and something happened? Your helmet cracking, you sucking all this cold air, and then you freeze <laughs> out there. There's no. <laughs> There's a lot of some sort of paranormal activity happens to you out in the universe. Ah, you didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. I was on an incredible time. Number three. Number three. The United States makes more feature films than any other place on earth. The United States makes more feature films than any other place on earth. True or false? True. It's false. Seriously? Yes. Who talks the United States in feature films? India. India is really? actually number one. India actually had 1,813 feature films made in 2018, matching to USA's 576 that same really? year. Yes. Okay, I, 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 I seem I don't really pay attention to these things then because anybody would think that the US produces these feature films. India, okay. India produces more. And and I think it has to do with the population as well. Remember, India has like 1.3 billion people. America yeah. only has 350 million people. Number four, okay. the horse head used in the movie Godfather was real. The horse head used in the movie The Godfather was real. Did you watch a Godfather? No. Okay. I don't like those kind of shows, but I'm going to guess it was probably false. It's true. <laughs> you know, something I thought about it and I said it, I said this has to be true, you know, because the picture got the Godfather. Um, this is this is an old, really, really old movie it's, that's still old, popular yeah. in this twenty twenty. Yeah, because it's so it's so it's so inspiring. 
Like, yeah, because isn't 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 it based on true stories, true facts? Mm, no, it's not. about the gangster life. It's not based on a true story. It's just based on the, you know, it's like how could I put it? It's it's like a, a, a re- it's happen. like a retelling of what could what happen, happen right. or what happens like, yeah. and how the families work yeah. and how they function is really it's pretty realistic but it doesn't have any grounds in real life like in terms okay, of well, the, this never happened this we can't prove that this ever happened even though it probably well I would did. never expect them to use a real life horse head but anyway the thing is this is the story behind it the studio had encouraged Francis Ford Coppola to use a fake horse mm-hmm. head but he didn't like the mock-up his scouts found oh. a horse ready for the slaughter at a dog food plant in New Jersey. The art director <laughs> yes, the, the art director picked one that looked like the horse in the film and said, "When that one is slaughtered, send us the head." Coppola later remembered one day a crate with dry ice came with this horse's head in it. That is freaky. <laughs> that is weird. That is weird. That- that alone would make me say, uh, no, find no. somebody else. Yeah, not that movie. Number five, yeah. the production of Disney's Disney's film Tangled was more expensive than the Avatar's production. The production of Disney's film Tangled was more expensive than Avatar's production. True or false? Avatar. Avatar is... Uh, the okay, movie. Avatar. You remember Avatar? Yeah, I, know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Avatar. Mm. Um, Tangled... They're more saying Tangle is more expensive than Avatar. I honestly don't know, but I'm going to guess and say no. It's true. It's yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Tangled, which was a retelling of the tale of Rapunzel, had a budget of $260 million. Yeah. Okay. The high cost of the film is thought to be because it's of its combination of hand-drawn drawn animation and flashy computer animation. I think Avatar's production budget was $247 million. Okay, but Avatar is like animation also. Yes, it is. I guess not as much, but Tangled was mostly, well, was basically cartoon-based. Well, cartoon-ish based. I mean, animation. Yeah, it's... I it's, don't know. The thing is, it's weird because Avatar's production was groundbreaking. Like, mm-hmm. the type of animation the type of animation they were using, and they wasn't using rotoscope, and they were actually doing... How could I put it by... Um, like the, the, the actors and so on, they had on full body suits and they were acting out and they were actually like rigging up the animation on the thing. It was like, it's just a green screen, of course, but beyond Mm -hmm. that, it was like a new form of doing a movie and it was completely groundbreaking. And it was for a while the the best, um, the best movie of all time in terms of its box office sales, in terms of the gross number, amount of money that it made. Um, Endgame only passed it, I think the other day. Vern, what's up? Hi, Vern. How about you? Ah, uh, bye, Vern. I hear. Um, I, I swear, right? What's happening right now is that mm-hmm. um, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm completely fine. You know, we're kind of in the midst of this thing. Um, yeah. And I'm fine. Like if nobody bothers me, I'm, I'm like a hundred percent okay. Uh-huh. Right. But as soon as like people start telling me about their troubles, I'm like, oh shit. People start telling me about what? As soon as people start telling me about their troubles, like, I just, uh, it's just like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> this is serious. Like, I'm in my little bubble, you know? And like, yeah, I'm fine. 
But and then here comes somebody with the, the issues, come burden you with the problems. Jesus. And I'm like, mm. maybe you just need to go to church. <laughs> you know? Not the good to help you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and <laughs> it's funny you say that because it's like there's there's a, like a ton of like I grew up in the church 100, right? So there's a lot of people on my timeline who just like you know deep deep faith, man. Like <sighs> like deep, you know. Yeah. And they're I, like, I, I know that the, the the deep annoying faith. That kind of yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Of course. Not and saying that God is annoying. No, he's not. He's totally not. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's just some people that take it a little bit too far for comfort. Yeah. Like they want to, to they want you. to force you. Yeah. Force it on to you, like take it out, take it out, leave it, take it out, die. Yeah. You know? That kind of way. They're like serious, serious, overly serious, serious agents. And it's heavy. And it's yes. just, it's just, it's just a little too heavy. But I mean, somebody, I'm going to call it ignorance because I feel like some people shut out, kind of, you know, serve God to the, the, perp, the, the point of shutting out like real life information, you know? I think that's, that's a little, true. it's a little dangerous. Like you're going to be mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I'm going to replace information with, with inspiration from on high. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, no, I think some information is pretty good. I think some information is... It's, it's good. You know, I think, like, you, it's like a, a, a borderline. Like, you have to kind of walk. You know, you're like, okay, I want to be informed, but I don't want to panic. So I just want to be yeah. informed. And and, not, and, and just, like, let me let me reach in between. You're like, in, I don't want to take it for granted and be like, okay, everything will be fine. And, you know, you know, rainbows and, and, and pony and unicorns. But I also don't want to be like, doom and gloom. Oh, my God, this is the next Black Plague. You know, like... Let's just yeah. let's find a median. Take it one day at a time. That's yeah. That's I think that's the that's the that's the that's, that's, that, that is that is my conclusion right now. Take it one day at a time because there's lots of panicking, panicking, panicking. Like, okay, I am grateful for the information that is being disseminated by everybody, government officials, the opposition, WHO, you know everybody. Trump, even though he said it's those who haven't died yet, some some nonsense like that. I can't find a quote. You can't find it? No, like, <laughs> like I, I was like, he said that? <laughs> like, somebody's like, yeah, he did. I'm like, um, okay. People have it as a meme. People have it as a meme, but I didn't actually hear him say it, and I didn't find the recording of him saying it either. But people have it. People have it as a meme. I've seen him. If, if he, as the president of the United States, actually said that, then really, then we have to look forward to <laughs> come the yeah. end of the year for the election. Jesus, <laughs> but then again, he he went to the next that, so he had all these years to better himself, and he didn't do it. So it seems to me like as the years go by, he just gets a little bit more daft. Just daft. I, I don't. See now, <laughs> like Daffy Duck, I, I, you know, it's, you know, you know how you know somebody is not supposed to be in the position. Then it's not when things are uh-huh. smooth and good. You know, that's all good because everybody functioning. But is it like when you're looking exactly. at this person? It's like we hired you for this. Like we, we, I know this is your job. Like you're supposed to have like answers or imply the right people so that you know this thing exactly. runs smooth. But you're like but you in everything he says is. 
scripted and you know you know when things are not scripted for him because he just chats nonsense and he like this freeze you know it's, it's great it's fabulous you know and it's it's, it's extraordinary and i'm like and everybody always <laughs> doing a great job right fabulous job God. Like this this is the extent of your vocabulary That's outside it. of a script great like, fabulous oh. the best ever mm-hmm. make america the great again Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and the thing is, it's so funny because, like, I, I get a lot of my news, not like news, but a lot of perspectives from like Trevor Noah and like you know Stephen Colbert and and all these guys, and it's mm-hmm. and and John Oliver, and it's funny how much of what he says is incorrect. Like he was talking mm-hmm. today. I watch, I watched um, Trevor Noah. He was doing, of course, he doing his show from home. Um, because mm-hmm. you know it's quarantine in New York and whatnot, but he was yeah. saying he was talking about how Trump was talking and saying that they found, uh, it's, I don't want to say it's a vaccine, not a vaccine, but a treatment. They found the like the, the treatment. He he mentioned it as if it's the cure, and they're gonna yeah. mobilize it immediately. And the FDA the FDA rushed it through, and you know it's gonna be available for the American people. When the, 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 the head of the FDA came out and said that that's incorrect, it's not true, <laughs> we don't, we have, we are exploring a myriad of different options, but there has been none that has gone to treat clinical trial, and there is no, nothing of what he said is true. We don't mm-hmm. have anything that we're, being, we're getting ready to roll out anytime soon. Yep. So it's like you scripted, but how bad is this script? Or is it that you can't read? I think he gets the script, he can read. But I just feel like he just feel like he could just do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do, however he wants to do. And because he's the president of the United States, he don't have to literally stay on script, which half the time, in my opinion, when I listen to him, he don't seem to be staying, staying on script. So, Divert he just makes himself look, yeah, he just, just, just makes himself look ridiculous and does. sound incompetent. It does. So, but, but the, at the run, end of the day, I, mm-hmm. it, this is, this is why who they choose. <laughs> like, huh? At the end of the day, this is who they chose. Yeah, and at the end of, the, at the end of the year, that is what they're going to choose again. Yeah. Which I don't really understand it. It's, it's sad. It's sad. I think people enjoy, as somebody said to me, I think they think people just literally enjoy laughing at him so they're going to vote him back into sentinel laugh. I was like, that don't even make sense. That's because you're talking about the leader of a country. You're the United States president. Arguably the most mm. powerful person in the world. Thank you. And you're Thank you. But I read, I read somewhere that, that um, they found out that he is in really in cahoots with Putin and there, and they're going to be looking at um, the election, how the election prep is and what's that, and see what influence Putin going to have on him again this year because they say Putin is not backing down. No. In, it, but so. why, why should he? Why? I, I, <laughs> why Putin, should? Wants, Putin wants control of what he has and control of the United States, yeah? And vice versa, Trump wants control of the United States and what Putin has. You see, he, he ought to do more military because he had, like, the people that are military, like, Mr. Think for yourself. He doesn't. Stop trying to be a copycat. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that ability. I think 
he's just an he's like a child. He's like you, you, you influence him the right way. You give him a piece of candy, and he just does what you want. And it's funny, like I like a puppet guy, but Putin. I, but Putin. When you said when when you gave that that analogy just now, a child didn't come to mind. Wait, a monkey uh, came to mind. What did you kill? You to? know, a monkey. Okay, think of it over shipwreck, over mm. the peninsula. You see the monkeys, and you give them. Or even though, for example, you give them a command, they uh. do it, and they get a treat. Yeah, 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 give me another one, another one, another one. <laughs> and the kids are all happy. So <laughs> that's how he <laughs> That's oh, how he is. That's how I see it. Vern, I hope you don't, don't hear. Yeah. Huh? I hope you don't hear this because you know he does. He like to take over on Twitter and he might bash you. Oh. Oh, you don't care. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he knows. He knows. Me, whatever. That would be a very, very, very specific job to find out who I am. Be among a billion people Can who have said something incorrect or wrong or let's say left about him. It's true. But then again, quite frankly, I don't even think he cares. But I don't think say, at this point in time. I don't he don't care what anybody says about him. So. No, not really. He, he's the most powerful guy ever. And the thing is with Putin, Putin is interesting because I think to to be the head of Russia, to be the leader of Russia takes a very specific set of uh -huh. skills. It, it's not like a it's not like a, a normal democratic position. Like no. there's a certain amount of strength, the people expect a certain amount of gusto and so on. And it's like you gotta be, you gotta be larger than life, and the things that he is doing, like and you know, he extended his term right down to, I think it's twenty thirty six, I think. Um, so he's he's he could run until, you know, twenty thirty six. I think this was supposed to be his last term or something like that to that to that. But he's he's extended his term. Okay. And again, it's like you you look at it and you say that sounds like. Like the leader that Russia might might necessarily might, might look up to, somebody who just refuses like to give up and refuses to quit. Like that's the Russian spirit, you know what like I mean? Like Cuba, eh? Like Cuba, like Cuba. Yeah, in rough times mm -hmm. you need rough people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, wishy washy. Can't mean you're like, well, you know, I just want to make sure I that know. we follow along the rules and do what we right. need to do. I'm not saying I agree with it. I don't agree with it, but I don't have to agree with it. I don't live there. Like right. the, the people, whoever in charge and whoever needs to do it, they just need to do what they need to do. But then I have a question for you. Like, how, mm -hmm. how is it? Um, you mean, I mean, you are in Right Elite, and and I've had the pleasure of working with Right Elite. Um, mm -hmm. How is this time like? Kind of, how, how are you guys dealing with it, in terms of, you know, this environment, this atmosphere? Because I mean, I've heard a lot of, I heard a lot of stories. Like I've, again, when I listen to people, I hear them talk about this stuff. It just kind of just makes me feel a little way. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it's more information. I mean, but how is it? How is how is it affecting? How is it affecting Red Elite or what? Um, well, you know, once the, the, um, the, the, well, the tourists, the, the, the boat, the ships coming in, um, don't really affect us because we're not a tour company. So oh. we are not affected by lack of ships. Mm -hmm. What affects us is the lack of visitors via air. Mm. Right. So... That is where we are right now. I mean, we still have a few regulars mm -hmm. that are local. Uh, we still have a few 
um, we get a few jobs coming in from um, the airport, and most of them traveling over to leave it mm-hmm. via the the, um, the, the taxi, taxi mm-hmm. the water taxis. But um, just again, we have a taxi driver right now. We feeling the squeeze. Bye. Right, yeah. So it's just to ready ourselves for the you know the huge impact that is just around the corner, as everybody says. I mean, I'm trying to go at this situation on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. not trying to put the, the cat before the horse. Indeed. You know? Because anything, anything is possible at this point in time. It is. And, look and at China. It's tr- exactly. China started in China. China literally had a real crisis mm-hmm. on their hands. You know, had to shut down communities, shut down different cities and everything. And within this space of, what, two months? Two months, three months. Mm-hmm. Two months. China got rid of the, of the virus. They did? They, did? And they, they didn't get rid of the virus, but they did stop it from... They stopped it from spreading. spreading yeah, yeah. And literally started to disinfect the entire city mm-hmm. with trucks and hoses, washing down sidewalks and stuff like that. Then they shut the rest of the world out. Like, you people, okay, it's gone. It's out of China. So let's stay out. We need to regroup, find our bearings, and, you know, so mm-hmm. don't come here. So as I said, I'm just trying to look at it from that a day-to-day basis. Yeah. yeah, from that that perspective. Because as I said, anything could happen. And one of the things that you've been, I mean, I've been seeing on Facebook, you know, God is bigger than everything. There's no cure for the coronavirus. It's spreading like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying to God that it does not break out here. We don't get an outbreak here. Thank you. Not in Nevis, but say that to say they don't get the outbreak. Knock on wood. Praise the Lord. Amen. But other places that we depend on have the outbreak. So It's still going to affect. We st- yeah, it's still going to affect us at some, in some way, shape, or form. We are from, right. So, I think get... I think there's some. I mean, like you, I think you may you raise you raise a good point, and and I do feel like um, we're looking at America, Italy, and these places. Of course, um, Italy had it has it really, really, really rough, um, mm-hmm. like really rough. Like I think the deaths are, and the last time I checked was in the thousands, a thousand four or something. People had died. Yeah, yeah and and mm-hmm. they had twenty something thousand people infected. Um, and, and the thing is, for them, I, I think there's something to learn. And I think that's where America took the stance they took with, you know, yeah. this, trying to flatten the curve and so on. And, you know, all of these things, mm-hmm. I heard some people's truth like flatten the curve, truth But I think, I think I honestly understand what they're trying to do. It's like people are dying not necessarily just because of the coronavirus, but because of all of these adverse effects. Like if you're at a hospital and the hospital is full and you can't mm-hmm. get treatment, you know, there's a high probability that you could die. Not because you right. didn't get treatment, not because you had treatment and you died, but because you couldn't get treatment and you died. You couldn't get the treatment, right. You overwhelmed the healthcare system. And Italy has mm-hmm. an overwhelming population of slightly older people, you know? So like, yeah. you know, all those factors kind of contribute to, to their death toll and, and all of that. So I understand mm-hmm. what America is trying to do. Let's just flatten the curve. Everybody stay quarantined. Let's, let's put some quarantines in, in check for a couple of weeks. See if we could at yeah. least limit the spread. Some people will get over it so that maybe they can't spread it so fast and then we can kind of control 
over the next you know few months just control how much of it we we, we deal with um and Come. i am thankful for one thing it's not a particularly you know aggressively fatal disease um mm-hmm. I, I just think you got kind of giggle thanks for that like you know it's not it's not killing everybody it's not killing a third of the people it infects it's not killing half you know and right. most people they don't even go to the hospital not most but some people don't even go to the hospital to get diagnosed with it they just stay home deal with it and wait yep. it out and they're fine they're generally okay so again it could be could have been worse but at it the same time worse, yeah. i don't understand but right? at the same time that we got to be thankful but i i i Okay, so for instance, people are saying that you know it it has the well, not people are saying, but it has the same symptoms as the flu. Mm-hmm. You know, petitions and all we we know making a joke about it and saying um, the the flu that we had in December that had people up the hospital and drips. Mm-hmm. We think that we don't get the corona. Yeah, the, didn't know it was that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've heard so, that. You know, then they try to say that to say well, we already had it, so you know, thinking you don't really need to panic because we had it already, like chicken box. You know, once you get chicken box, you can't get it again. Yeah, you're more. So people say, but I've heard of people that had chicken box twice. Me too. But um, as I said, it's just wait it out. Do what you need to do. Wash, wash your hands. Uh, we are ready. We have taken um, different measures. Um, the office is one thing. We don't have a high foot traffic in the office. Um, but the vehicle, mm-hmm. we have hand sanitizers, Lysol, um, literally soap and water. Really? That's the best thing. In the, yeah, in so, the vehicle? Right, because you know, after each after each pickup, you mm-hmm. try to clean the vehicle so mm-hmm. that you know, if anything is left behind, mm-hmm. you know, anybody um, sneeze, cough, sneeze or cough, or whatever. You know, you spray it out with Lysol to try and kill as much germs as you have, but you, you have that probably left back in there, but if if there needs to be somebody that you adamant that is, oh, I need to wash my hands, I need to wash my hands, mm-hmm. you know? You provide Then that. we can accommodate for that, right? Other than that, we have hand sanitizers on board. Mm-hmm. So, that's I good. mean, that's, that's the most thing that we can do. At this That's point. The most that we can, at this point, yeah. Indeed. Let me ask you a question. Vern, why, why, like, why, how, tell me the story of Ride Elite. Like, why, <laughs> why Ride Elite? And, and I know one time we had a meeting and you told me, like, you know for sure people going to make fun of the name, but I don't know. But anyway, tell me how, how did you come up with Ride Elite? What was the story of that? Ride Elite is basically, okay, um, as I, as you and I have spoken before, the need for this type of transportation, I saw it necessary um, at the time. We started back, uh, this is our... our Second year? We got this the second year. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just... It was needed. And for the direction in which the country is going, you know, heavy into tourism, we have a lot of business travelers, we have a lot of VIPs that come here. Um, on loan to the general public because everybody just comes in as a passenger and lets you know specifically when Stephen is here for this um, higher meeting over at Four Seasons and, mm-hmm. you know, Stephen wants to be transported in luxury, uh-huh. right? Or he wants to, he doesn't want to take a taxi, mm-hmm. you know? So I saw the need for it based on research that we did and whatnot. Um, to make it just a little bit more interesting, I tried to find... Um, a name that would, 
you know, not apart from just sounding good, but mm. actually have a purpose. So we came up with Wide Elite. I mean, Elite stands for the service that we provide, mm. not that we just provide a service to VIPs and corporate people and, you know, mm. important people. We try to cater to everybody that actually wants the service. Now, the service is not Exclusive. the same as, right, yeah. and it's not the same service you'll get if you go with a taxi driver, mm. right? But, um, say that to say, ride, people, yes, people made fun of it, like, well, why are you coming over Hollywood? Oh, you can come up with this thing. You know, you, your head good, you're crazy. Hey, Nick, you know, this is ride. Like, you know how much you can make, we can make fun of this here? Ride. Ride elite. Elite riding. Like, elite riding. Okay. <laughs> yes, I've gotten that. You're riding elite. You know, all kinds of different puns. But ride actually stands for reach your destination easily. Okay, there you go. You're right. So it just happens to come back as ride. Mm. So. But it actually stands for reach your destination easily. When, I, when we were researching, we wanted to, it, the name to have an impact. Mm-hmm. You know? And a so, deeper and meaning. Then we ended up, uh? And a deeper meaning. Right. Yeah. So even though people make fun of it and then, you know, create all kind of puns, I'm yet to see a meme about it. Oh, I didn't put, I'm not putting my foot in my mouth, but. Oh, snap. Um, you want a meme? <laughs> We could make one now. Well, like, it's, it's, I know. Like, like I'm a meme creator, you know. And she's <laughs> a know, ready so lead. You know. I, I know. So, <laughs> it it actually has, to me, it, it has, um, ready lead is too strong a word. Because uh, ride is actually a word myself. Mm-hmm. But ours is spelled R-Y instead of R-I. Mm-hmm. And the, the elite, as I said, stands for the service that we provide. So, there we go. Ride elite. You know, I just I just found it to be interesting. Like when you called me, I was I was, I was like, what? like Javid, that's why you came so quick. Oh snap, Vern! <laughs> you see, you see, you ain't even helping. That was not pun intended. You see, but there's so much pun in it. There's so I much pun. That's where you really come so quickly. <laughs> what? Oh, no, you need to edit that. <laughs> oh, that, that, oh is, that is sustained. That might be at the top of the show. So, <laughs> that's where you came. So, no. Ooh, <laughs> no, but Stephen, seriously, when I called you, you were, you were actually in the area or you were close. Yeah, right? I, live up the, I live up the road. I, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, right? you did not I at did that not time, know. but I, I, I live no. up the road. So, like, it, it wasn't yes. difficult. And you're actually, you're actually living in my, my own something wrong my where I grew up. Yeah, like I live across the street from you like your dad. Yeah. Like, yeah, like this is like one big happy Verney family. I know. I'm practically an Evelyn just with a Smith. That's my title. Yeah. Well <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, that's not that's not <laughs> who knows. That's well, not who knows with the history of my family you and I actually might be related. So <laughs> it's, it's 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 funny, right? Because my grandmother's name, bless her soul um, her name was Evelyn. Her, not okay. her last name. She was like Glasgow, but her first name was Evelyn. So it's like when you were born, okay. you're like, oh, God, that's my granny name. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it just feel like you got so much roots, right, in history because, of, like, your name, your last name is like my grandmother's first name. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, that's it. People, people find connections they, all over the place. They do. And I think the human brain just kind of built for that, too. Like, it's just... It's just it built... For just finding, like, how are we similar? 
you know? You know, people make me laugh oh, yeah. when they see, when like they meet somebody for the first time. They say, we have so much in common with me. You breathe here, you eat, and you go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, exactly. that's just like, like, like I, don't, I think, yeah, I think most of us have that in common. You know, like one time, one time I was talking to a friend of mine and, and they were like, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny, like everybody has something that they loved. Everyone uh-huh. has something that hurt them. Right, everyone has something that they want to achieve or do. That's true. Right, and uh-huh. everyone has some kind of pet peeve. Right, so like, no matter what you get into, like, no matter who you meet, you could be assured that there was something. There is something that they love. There is something that they they are hurt by. There is something uh-huh. that they want to achieve, and there is something that you know, you know that 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 mess right. with them or whatever the case is. There is some kind of trauma there somewhere. Like there's no yeah. like even if people like people will be like but if but you rich what could be your problem it's like yeah you could you could cause some problems <laughs> you could cause some problems people people listen there's no ending to that situation you could just go on and on and on and on and on about similarities what we have in common you know as you pointed it out we all have goals we all have ambitions we have been hurt there's always something that we don't like we all have we all have pet peeves oh. so. I can't stand yeah. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Some people can't stand the fact that we all have pet peeves. Yes, it's like, I can't stand right, the exactly fact that so. she got pet peeve. Oh, who, uh-huh. dear, how, who could you, does she think she is? Yeah, but that's like a pet peeve. The gall of this girl. The, the unmitigated. <laughs> I know. Out of order. Oh, God. How dear she? And, you know, you know, it's funny when I saw Zed, I said, like, um, this one of the book could make her work because be like, as she clutches her pearls, like, that was her friend team. That she was like, her pearls. She just, she, she just, she just used to like pull up she hand and say, clutches my pearls. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it's just, you know. People, Listen, oh my god! Um, not that sang this song, um, unique about thank you for being unique. But I think everybody in the world is unique. Everybody, yeah, and everybody but got something. Petitions. I saw this, 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 um, this meme on Facebook. Mm. The world calls it Corona. Petitions, Corona. Uh-huh. Like we just had to find a way. What to we, stop ca- the name. we call it? What? Dirona, yeah, D E R O N A too. Oh, yeah. snap! But Stephen got his, Stephen got Dirona, you know. He got the Corona. He got Dirona. Oh my God! Are you kidding? Yeah. I swear, I saw something no, the other it's day. Facebook. It's on Facebook. I swear, I saw something the other day, right? <laughs> and it said Dirona, and I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah, but like, you didn't see the one about about the Caribbean. No. There, it, it, it goes out. I think something, something like this. Um, uh, Stephen, you got Corona? No, I have a carib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. I see it. Yeah. I see it. I know the angle would yeah. have come now because I mean, yeah, right. it's I'll easy. People say, no, I, I don't want a Corona. A beer is a carib. A beer is a carib. Yeah, corona beer, right? But we don't hear. Do we even have a taste for Corona? I don't know. I don't know if. Yeah, a lot of people here think it. I uh, like, remember things that is heavily populated with students. And expats and so, yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to have the drink that they drink, otherwise they're not going to 
um, patronize our bars and restaurants and whatnot. So a lot of places serve Corona. The Corona beer. Let's just be specific here. The Corona beer. The Corona beer, right? Yes. But at the end of the day, a beer is really a carib. A carib is a beer. <laughs> you know, right. the other day I saw something, I saw a beam today, right? Oh. Was, but hey, we, we don't take things seriously at all. And not not even as, close. As me, Kesha, think this is not a real place. Just don't <laughs> take most. this thing serious. The, the, the it's, memes. It's and the meme is somebody from Sink is wrote it, right? And they said, mm. it had to be. They said, the first person to get the corona is a batty man. I said, what? Oh, I said, what? <laughs> this is Sink. Somebody from Sink is wrote this. So they, they, they don't the take nothing serious. But say that to say this, I saw this meme this afternoon, and it really caught me, and it really, it really made me think. Uh-huh. And it says, "Don't mind that black people are laughing, making jokes about the corona. We have been um, trying to have a sense of humor since our ancestors, basically, about." Deadly viruses. The way we have to, we have had to deal with deadly viruses and hardships in our life. Yeah. We just probably figure, you know, this only makes sense <laughs> to be upset or frustrated. Just laugh it off. Just laugh. You know, it, 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 there's an argument. There's an argument for and against because some people are saying, like, you know, with the levity, with the, you know, with the the jokes and the laughter and you know, the, the you know, uh-huh. the memes and all that. Um, are we? Are we taking it as seriously as we should? That's one argument. And the other argument is there's really very little that could be done, um, you know, to really stop something like this. Um, the uh-huh. most that you could do is just, you, you know, we take with precautions, you know, we use the hand sanitizer, wash my hands. And we try our best to, know, you know, to follow along the rules and so on. If you feel sick, we don't want to wear them things. But, um, you know, other than that, you know, the, the virus kind of has to plates part out. So there are those two camps. I don't know which one right. you fall into. What do you feel? Do you feel like we make too much jokes about it or do you feel like you know the, uh, the jokes what, are okay? <laughs> what, what really is too much jokes? We can't really be always be serious. I mean yes the coronavirus it is a serious matter. It is a deadly serious matter. Mm. But uh, I, I just I just don't know. The, the, the more you try to be serious with it the more jokes to me, are created. You just have to follow the rules, follow what everybody's saying, follow the advice of the CMO here, think it, follow the advice of, um, what's his name, Dr. No, not Dr. What's his name? Mr. Samuel from Nemo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen to, listen to the government, listen to everything that they're saying, just adhere to the rules and regulations. If they say, well, school closed, school closed. School closed, yeah. You know, that's it. School closed. And nice for the they They're trying to prevent. They're trying to prevent the outbreak here in Saint Kitts. And mm. if it does happen, because they're saying it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. when yeah. Right. Mm. So I would like to think that, uh, as my coworker pointed out today, she said, "Saint Kitts and is a blessed country." You know, you see how them hurricanes just bypass us. Yeah. Yeah. She even, and then a friend of mine said. Think it is a blessed place. The hurricanes them for the past few years just bounce the corner. On. Yeah, they just they do. Yeah, and even when right. they close, the they, don't, right. they don't feel any effect get, really. Right, mm-hmm. we get wind and rain and whatnot. I said, well, we need to say amen and say a prayer. Mm-hmm. 
you know, everyone in the world needs to band together in prayer that, you know, the coronavirus, it just gets swept away. Pastors think it's fine, mm-hmm. you know, because we really can't take, even though we are prepared for it, we really can't take that kind of devastation. No, not right not at all. And we do. I think the serious the serious part of it is 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 exactly what you're saying. Um, we just don't have the facilities for it. I know I know. Um, Neiman, you know the health the health department and all those people are really probably trying their best to make, you know, to to set up some form of system that could kind of you know assist mm-hmm. in 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 the quarantine and and giving people care and all of that. And they have a protocol in yeah. place, which is great. But let's just, I mean, if you got to be realistic, if you, the, we really don't have, I mean, if you have 150 people heading to the hospital, the hospital can't, can't, can't deal with that. Like, no, the hospital, the hospital can, would not be able to accommodate that. But let us say this. Mm-hmm. We rebuke the corona COVID-19. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> in the name of the you Father, know? the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Seriously. Okay, all jokes aside though. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Because the thing about it is, as a lady called, and I didn't get her name because I, I kind of tuned in late this afternoon. She was speaking to Julie Leibold on Freedom. Mm-hmm. I think she called twice. She was saying, you know, um, think it really don't have the facilities that we have um, the, the equipment to deal with say, 10, 15 people probably who mm. get infected. Badly. Mm. You know, we'll be in a sad state. She say, prevention is better than cure. Mm-hmm. If a situation in a country like, oh, prevention is better than cure, you know, you know what you need to do. Social distances. They already cancelled or postponed a lot of the, the events, the sporting events, mm-hmm. clubs and parties and stuff like that. Exactly. They already postponed until people are talking about saying, oh, you know, music festival, breaking down, you know, all these big events that are going to be coming up in June. Mm-hmm. You know, June really starts um, everything for us. Yeah, it does. You know, from mm-hmm. June, go right down to December. That is our, basically, our social calendar mm-hmm. on an annual basis. Indeed. So, um, I am praying and I'm hoping that, you know, we don't get affected. Things start to get better. Before that time. And, you know, right. So mm-hmm. that people, the economy has a, a chance to, to catch, catch itself, itself basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and not just our economy. The U.S. economy also. People Indeed. from the neighboring islands, as much as we say, oh, we don't want, we, we want to be a flight here, don't let them come away on us. we got the airport open to be a flight and this and that and at the end of the day, a lot of the people that come from, come to the St. Louis Music Festival, mm-hmm. St. Music Festival, she said, a lot of them come out to the UK. A lot come out to the US. Yeah, they people do. People come from neighboring islands. Mm-hmm. If these people can't get to come, it's going to be a bust. Yeah, it's gonna, it's not going right. to be as successful. So, it, it's funny too, it's funny too because people get scared and when they get scared, you start talking about things that are not, they're not viable things like, I made the analogy the other day I said to someone, I said, um, you know, closing down the ports and so sounds like a good idea if you don't really think deeply about it. Um, but if you close down the ports, a lot of people will lose work. And once people start but losing if work... You, if, you close, if you close the ports, what are you doing to the economy? Exactly. You're destroying, you're destroying people's lives. You're exactly. destroying the economy. Everybody. And everybody, everybody will be affected. Exactly. People are upset because... Um, Prime Minister Martin decided that she's not closing the port in Barbados. She's not closing down the airport. No, it's it's the thing is even um even in in Antigua, 
Uh, the Prime Minister, mm-hmm. he said, he said, no, we, we can't, we can't do that. The best we could do is we could try our best to see, to to check at the airports and so on right. and make sure that nobody coming in here has it at that point in time. Right. Um, and could, then it also, it's sorry to cut you off, but no, also okay. the onus is on us. It is. We as human beings, we as, as people. Personal you know, responsibility. Personal responsibility. They're saying, you know, um, for instance, New York. Look at this state in New York. Mm-hmm. You know what's happening in New York, and people are saying it's because New York people are not accustomed to be confined. No, they're not. They no. always on the hustle and the bustle. They do. Mm-hmm. So it's like they they don't know how to stay home. No, they don't. They don't. Right, and then the big, what big concern in the U.S. and all around the world is what happens to the homeless. Oh man, that is a good question. What what, what happens? happens to the homeless? What does if you have a city that, that has a huge population of homeless of people, homeless people. Mm-hmm. look at look at probably you know you we, we look at TV, we look at all these different shows, reality shows, and you know these these um, TV series shows and what and you see they fo- they focusing on the vets, the army vets that come back to the US or come back to wherever they came from mm-hmm. originally, and they can't find work or they are disabled and you know they. You, you don't have a work, you don't have a job, you can't prevent, so hence you end up homeless. Mm-hmm. People who just down in the luck out with their families, yeah. homeless in the vehicles, what happens to those people? Indeed. If what? the virus breaks out in these particular cities, and they in can't, a rapid rate, and it affects them, they can't do anything. Exactly. They don't have health care. And they don't, they don't have, have access to health care. Right. So even, and, and then some of them you won't even know that they're sick because they're, they're so sick they can't even move. By the going. reality of the situation is uh, the more you think about it, the deeper your, your thinking goes, the scarier it gets. It is. And the thing is, even that for is them... That is why I'm just praying that this thing just get good gets, to yeah, it gets, it gets, we get it over with quickly. But the thing is, right. I, even another point, like another point just to add to your, your homeless, because I never, I didn't even think about that. It's funny. But the homeless on the road, they depend on people giving them cash to eat. You, Thank you, you. You see what I mean? Like it's like it's not right. like they have a. It's not some of them don't have jobs. They're just literally on the street, and the mm-hmm. coins and the pennies and the dollars and the kindness right. of people's hearts are what keeps but them not, alive. Sometimes, sometimes not. It's not even just homeless. Have you ever seen like um, snaps of people on discovery on discovery platform yeah. playing music mm-hmm. to get discovered? Somebody yes. passed me you the cough. <laughs> The cough is season here, you know. Um, right now the virus is gonna live in these cold places yeah. a little bit longer. longer than it would live yes. in the Caribbean where the place is burning hot. Mm-hmm. And we have right? more sunshine. It's, it's burning hot, mm-hmm. right? But uh, like for instance New York, it's still cold in New York. Mm-hmm. So the virus is going to live a little longer because it, it really survives in cold air. Mm-hmm. It, right? does. So, it does. It does. It does. Um, so then, we then, then what? Stand them as a chance down here of it because I saw a picture um, on Facebook. I know we, we kind of look at Facebook a lot, but Facebook does give a lot of information. Mm. Um, somewhere I don't exactly know where it is or where it was where the picture was taken, but it was it had to do with the COVID outbreak, mm-hmm. and they had people in tents, like they set up a whole medical area. Mm-hmm. With tents and everything, and people were like, "Oh, why do I have these sick people out here like this? In the sun, burning up in the sun, the mm-hmm. sun, the heat actually 
is bad for the virus. So yeah, these people had patients outside the tent, in bed, covered up, I guess, to generate heat in their body. Because, you know, even yeah. when we have the common flu, mm-hmm. right, they say um, the heat is best for it. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, sweat it out. Yes, it is. You must come to sweat out this, you know? And that's why we feel cold. That's why sometimes when you right. have the flu, you feel, you, you start to freeze yeah. and like you, your body is right. telling you, I need heat. Heat is going to help me right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I get it. Yeah, sure. But people don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's always a lack of information. I always feel like people get more upset the less they understand. Yeah. Like they might feel they understand, but they don't really understand. And they get up in arms because things look a little unorthodox. It's like, how oh dare you have yeah. these people out in these tents? Like, where's the humanity? Humanity, but you right. don't understand the science of it, sweetie. If you did, exactly. you wouldn't be making noise. You wouldn't, exactly. And that's the same thing they're doing, people here are doing when they see up the tents outside Jeff, Jeff, in mm-hmm. the, out in the, the ambulance bay area. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, at the other hospitals. They put the tents outside because in my opinion, as I said, the heat is good for it. Two, if you have an infected person and the person reaches the ICU level, what happens to the other patients that are in, on the, the, in the ICU bed? That's what I'm saying. What happens to the other people that are on the medical ward and the surgical ward? What happens to the rest of the hospital? And they are already they compromised. They, they, exactly. These people are already that's sick. That was just my point. These people are already sick. So why, why, why put them together? Yeah. To me, that is that is a brilliant idea. Whoever came up with it, whoever decided that you know this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna isolate the people in tents outside in the heat. Mm-hmm. And also, it's more difficult to spread it because in small spaces, like if you're indoors, it's much easier to have places to cough on. If you're outside, you right. cough, you drop on the ground, and you know, you, you, you at least it's on exactly. the ground. It drop on the ground on the heated ground. Exactly. So Exactly, but right. if you're indoors so, and you you kind of cool and you got all these surfaces kind of you could remember, touch, you mean right. AC? Remember, remember the hospital was uh, air conditioned. Exactly. Cold and some. Yes. I'm sure ICU would be seriously cold. I've never <laughs> been there, but and I pray to God I don't ever get there. I I also but, pray the same. It's it's a really good thing, but people need to listen to the health officials, mm-hmm. not listen to the. They say that the rumor mongers, you know, and also they to, need to stop it. Also, to I think we're in a we're in a very interesting time. Um, mm-hmm. Think it's a nervous because right now it's kind of in the midst of the political campaigning, and this yeah, is an election, election year, and mm-hmm. I feel like God, he couldn't. This thing could not have happened at a worse time at for us time, right. because. There's, and it takes a lot. I, 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 let me, let me, let me not. I'm not going to be self-righteous. It's uh-huh. very, very easy as an opposition, uh, as anybody in opposition, really, uh-huh. um, to kind of use this as ammunition against the incumbent or against the current government. Right. Correct. Um, and with this stirring of animosity toward them and this, you know, a lot of <laughs> judgment and, and a lot of, a lot of things. And it's inspired, if it's inspired by the, pol- the politics, like it becomes very, very difficult to mobilize the entire country together as a unit. Because right. everybody is, is speculating and it's like, oh, they into this. Mm-hmm. And, but you're not really listening to what the, 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 the actual leaders of the country are saying. You know, they're, they're here right. right now. Like 
whatever they're trying to do, I mean, yes, we could question them. We should question them. But not, we should question them. We should question anything. But I'm just saying mm -hmm. it's very, very, very difficult to mobilize together when we're in this kind of climate. Like, people could easily yeah, use small things and create big confusion in, right. a, in a time where we need clarity. It has already started, yes, but, but the, um, the leaders are, you know, calling on people to, you know, use your head. This is not the time to be pulling against each other. Mm -hmm. This is there for us to band together as a community, a country on a whole, a federation yeah. on a whole, and just do your due diligence and do what you need to do. You know, it don't make sense spreading false rumors. It's not going to help anybody. It it's don't not. make sense. As they keep repeating the panic shopping is not necessary. It does. It's, just, it's not necessary. You see, in the in the U.S., people going after toilet paper and water. I still don't get the whole toilet paper thing. I'm just I'm just putting it as okay. These people who hoarding the toilet paper mm -hmm. are people who have uh, multiple family households. So you know, it's a quarantine. Mm -hmm. The only thing you're going to be doing is eating. Eating, eating, eating. Like eating leads to the bathroom. So mm -hmm. we need to have toilet paper. And then people, of course, people are going to make a meme and it's Caribbean people because mm -hmm. the item that they're using as the substitute for toilet paper is the banana leaf. Oh, yeah. Nice and I'm wrong. I've seen you that a hundred times there so far. Yeah. Okay, so... And you, so it goes back to what you said. Can we be serious about this thing? No. No. It's too much of a joke. It's so because there's always something. And it's funny, it's because it's funny because even with the toilet paper thing, um, there are a bunch of misconceptions um that drive people to kind of validate that hoarding of toilet paper. Now, firstly and foremost, um. right? People, somebody was telling me the other day, I just wanted, I, I did some research to try to disprove it. Um, they were talking about, you know, most of our toilet paper comes from China. That's not true. Um, That's not true. The U.S. doesn't pr produce a lot of things, but they definitely produce a lot of toilet paper. Mexico also mm -hmm. produces toilet paper. Right. And a lot of the toilet paper that we have in sink, it comes from America. It doesn't mm -hmm. come from China. It comes directly mm -hmm. from America. So that's one thing. The other thing is... The, exactly. The other thing is, um, <laughs> when it comes to the, the hoarding, the, it, it, it really... When people are panicked, they're not... As a mass... Like, if you have mass panic, there's very little rational. Like, people right. just kind of see and, and try to... And just follow. And if you are... I could only imagine one person took up a bale of toilet paper... And somebody said, okay, well, I should probably grab a bale of toilet paper. And before you know it, everybody's like, oh my God, toilet paper going scarce. And that scarcity right. principle is what it is completely driving this hoarding of un, unrelent, mm -hmm. like just ridiculous amounts of toilet paper. And then it spreads as a meme and you see these people mm -hmm. and you laugh at them. But in the back of your mind, you're like, do I have enough toilet paper? And then you go to the store and you realize everybody is doing the same thing. Like exactly, I, went to Rams, I went to Rams the other day, right? And they don't mm -hmm. have the toilet paper that I like. They don't have anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why do I have toilet paper? And then you see them like literally bringing up one bale. Somebody grabs it, and people lining mm -hmm. up grabbing toilet paper. I'm like, this is a lot of freaking toilet paper. But yeah. I understand what is pushing them to do it because they feel like toilet paper is going scarce, 
and mm-hmm. they, somebody actually rationalize it or there's there's no telling because China is going through this there's no telling people coming out to China so we need to grab to no it's not true it's true it's not true and we get a snowball effect and you know mm-hmm. the thing is I wouldn't mind if it is that people are stacking up on just about everything but mm-hmm. th- it's just an ov- it's just a disproportionate amount of sanitizing care product compared to food yeah. Like the right, f- and that's a, that is what that is the funny thing about it. You are you 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 killing the supermarket. You're getting toilet paper. You're getting water. What about the food? You're not buying. People are not buying food, but but people are buying food because I have family in Miami, and um, they one of my cousins sent me a picture. I think it was at a public store, Walmart, mm-hmm. and she said, "No, it wasn't food. It was cleaning supplies." Cleaning. She said, cleaning supplies are literally gone. She sent the picture and the shelf is practically 95% empty. Empty shelf. Cleaning supplies. Right. The food is going down, but water and toilet paper isn't there. But the thing about it is, I think people need to use their heads. Stop with the panicking. Listen to the health officials. Just try your best to be calm. Yeah. Indeed. Try your best to be calm. Do what you know you're supposed to do. Do your, your your usual hygiene if you're not if you don't have a usual hygiene get one. Indeed, right? the outbreak is not here. They, they keep saying it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. They say wash your hands, and then um, the glove use and the mask use and everything. People need to just, as we say, pick sense out of nonsense. You have one gloves on your hand. Not saying that you should not use gloves, mm-hmm. but this is how I see as a nurse kind of. Concrete in my mind the other day mm. with a video that she posted on Facebook. You have all gloves on your hand. You're picking up everything. You, you, you're touching this. You take up the work bag. You take up the computer. Oy. You know, you, 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 you go to the supermarket because, you know, you see everybody touch, 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 touch everything. So you don't want to handle anything with your bare hands. Mm. So you put on gloves. Okay? Mm-hmm. You get to the cashier. You handle the glove. You handle the money. And the groceries with the same gloved hand. You get home, you take off the gloves now because you figure, okay, I'm in the safety of my home. And you put your hand on the same And then you touch back the same item you picked up off the shelf with the gloved hand that still has the germs on it. And you pack it in the cupboard with food that's in there before the whole COVID outbreak here. So if you somehow pick up the virus... You, you spread it home and spread it to all the uncontaminated goods. Thank you. So every time you go into the cupboard now, you touch something, you touch something, there is a the virus. There it is. All the, 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 the potential of the virus. Yeah. In there. Because you figure it, now you get home, you're not thinking, okay, the virus is here, all the potential of the virus is home. And oh my, my eye, my eye burning me. Same hand. In your eye. Down your eye. Yeah. Right. It's like so a long it's I, like the long I way mean, around to infection. It's like all you're doing is right. delaying it. You're not really you're not really stopping it. That is a exactly. good analogy. But then somebody made a point. Mm. You get home with your groceries before you actually wash your hands or if you take off your gloves. Basically they're saying use a wipe and wipe down your groceries before mm. packing them into the into the cupboards. So if you're going to pick up cooking oil and whatever, just use a light or wipe mm. and just wipe them off. When you finish doing all that, you wash your hands and you're going to relax. 
my my very good friend, like a sister to me in Canada, and she was kind of worried of, you know, bringing home the potential of the virus because her husband and her daughter is at home and she has to go to work. Mm-hmm. So I said to her, I said, well, when you get home, the virus don't like heat. So what you can do is, the virus don't like heat. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, one thing you could possibly do, and it kind of makes sense to me, I don't know if it makes sense to anybody else, but um, take off your, your clothes, leave your bag and your shoes by the door, uh, you know, somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. You take off your clothes and you pop them in the door for a few minutes. They just throw them in the wash. You, you hit the shower before interacting with everybody else and anything else in the house. And that 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 does take some that takes a lot of mindfulness though because the thing is if you leave your bag there it does but I think it's a good idea I think that's that's that yeah. that's unsensible um, but it it's just takes, unsensible yes but it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of work you know you come you come home you like I got to close my door put on your bag put on your shoes come back wipe off your bag take a shower put your clothes in the dryer put them in the washing machine go for a bag it's just it's it's a yeah, routine a that lot. you have to. Yeah, it's a routine, and you have to yeah. practice it, and you have to. But it's a, it's it's worth it. I mean, and again, this is not. People keep talking. This is not forever. Like no matter what happens, right, Vern? No matter how long this uh-huh. takes, it will subside. It's not. This this is not the end of the human race here. No, it's, that, not. it's not. It's not the end of the human no, race. No, it's not. Like I I did some research yesterday. I was looking at like the worst pandemics that the world has ever seen the spanish flu uh-huh. killed 200 million people uh-huh. like i don't even know if you could could we even fathom that 200 million people yep and that's not even like the real number that's just like a gro- that's like an estimate uh-huh right i don't want thing with our modern technology with the fact that we know and it's not like you know it's not like we're getting caught off guard so much so. It's not going to uh-huh. be that. It's so There uh-huh. is time after this. So if you have to be mindful for the next three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, two months, three months, uh-huh. whatever, then you just got to be mindful for, to, to protect your family. You just got to be mindful for those months. You, you exactly. practice and, and then you'll be fine. I just said, it's not practice, but then practice makes perfect. Practice, practice creates a habit, a habit. It does. So practice no. So as I said, when... The virus thing. Not if. Not on wood. Not if, but when. But anyway. Um, then you will be already, you will already be in the routine of, you know, you're going to exactly. wash your hands for 20 seconds. You exactly. know? You wash off the bed. 20 seconds already. probably sounds so long, but. It's not so long. You should, the more you do it. The better you get it, at it. Right. The better you get at so it. The 20 seconds fly by and you don't even notice. But it, it becomes a habit and it becomes something you keep doing. But it, it's right. it, 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 it's funny too because I mean even I mean the virus it even on surfaces there is I mean I don't know mm-hmm. if they have a different time I've heard like between four hours and twenty four hours the virus can remain mm-hmm. on certain surfaces and still be alive or still be able to infect right yeah um, mm-hmm. but if you come home and you put down your bag and you don't touch it again until the next morning that's like what twelve hours. Like again, uh-huh. the longer it sits there, the, the 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 lesser there's a chance that you're gonna get infected. But it's not it's not to say that right. or like, hey, you know, if you put something in your cupboard and you don't check it for three days, that the virus is still gonna be there to meet you like a vampire. You know, it's gonna it's gonna right. die. It's gonna eventually not be effective or efficient. But to just speed up that process, 
your lace mm-hmm. sprays and your wipes and your hand sanitizer your and your washing hands and so on. And also too, and let me just say this because I think I don't think people people are very um they don't feel very safe about the whole hand washing thing. And mm-hmm. I had I mean again it, it's all about research and being informed. The virus is 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 basically like information in a wrapper. And the wrapper mm-hmm. thing the wrapper thing is like fatty, it's like a fatty tissue wrapper, right? And yeah. inside is the information. Inside is what's really bad. The container yeah. is made of like fat. So when you mm-hmm. take soap and you put it to fat, I mean soap breaks up fat. Mm-hmm. It, it means, and once it, it, that's why it's so deadly to viruses because that wrapper can't sustain itself. Again, soap. Mm-hmm. So it breaks down mm-hmm. fat. So if you're washing your hands, and that's why they say wash it for 20 seconds because it does take time for it to work. And it works in two ways. Like first it breaks down the outer layer of the virus, the fat, the fatty tissue, the fatty mm-hmm. area. It breaks down that area and bam, that works. And then it also pre- um, gives a barrier on your hands so that it kind of washes off the majority of that, that, that potentially right. infectious material. So it, it just mm-hmm. works in two parts. It just needs time. And that's what they're saying. If you just yeah. do a quick wash, you might not get your whole hand. You might not do it well. So 20 seconds gives it a good chance to get right around your whole entire hand. Right. And that's um, all. Yeah. But as I said, we just need to try to relax, follow the guidelines, follow the instructions. I mean, everybody is putting in place different ways and means to try and curb this whole, this whole situation in terms of business places. And if you don't necessarily have to go to a business house, you don't, you, you shouldn't. Yeah. You know, stay home. If you could work from home, work from home. And I think if people adhere to things that they're supposed to be doing and so on, I mean, the quicker this thing would, would die and get out of the place. It, 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 it you would. You know, let's resume our, our normal activities. Indeed. Indeed, the, the more we follow along, the more we work as a team and as, as a big team, yeah, but it's a team nonetheless. The, the fastest mm-hmm. gonna and that's what I am hoping for. Like I'm a hopeful person. I, I could be a realist, but I could also be hopeful. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that with these quarantines it'll slow it down and with the fact that everybody's trying their best to be cautious, and if everybody tries their best to be cautious, like we could really be beyond this. It's the difference between having a pandemic that everybody remembers and a pandemic that nobody really remembers. It's really exactly. that big of a difference. Like, if this thing goes on for months, of course people are gonna like, oh my god, you remember the twenty twenty corona. But if it if it if it if it's able to subside within just one or two months, uh, whatever the case in the Western world, then you know, it's just like, oh, you know, you know, I remember one or two months that well, you know, twenty years down the line. It's like, oh yeah, you did exactly. have that. It's, it becomes nothing because yeah, it, it wasn't funny. of consequence. And oh, people yeah, are resilient. People. I say, like, I don't know if we give each other enough credit. Like, petitions are. Yeah, we, we, I mean, just not even petitions. Like, Caribbean people are strong as hell. Like, we're strong. Like, even Caribbean we, people are strong. Like, even we, all people, people strong. Yeah, Caribbean. As much as we, 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 we make fun of this whole thing. When time, when, as we say, when push comes to shove, you will see how many of us band together to make a difference. Indeed. 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 And but I'm that, happy. That means people on a whole that's terrible. Look at when we have hurricanes, that hurricanes devastate our neighboring islands. Band together? How we relief, the relief efforts, containers, 40-foot containers going out with supplies to people. different 
um, Caribbean islands, you know, personnel. We, we deploy troops, right? Volunteers. The differences of people, volunteers, people, people going, like literally leaving, taking vacation. I need to go look for my family members. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember there was a hurricane that the hurricane that that damaged Anguilla. Um, just a few years ago, probably two, three years ago. And we were actually planning, my family was actually planning um, a reunion mm-hmm. because we, we we figured, you know, we have so many cousins. Cousins just keep popping up here, there, and everywhere. So we needed, we figured we need to get together to be, you know, even related to me. Stephen, how are you related? Uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. Then the hurricane hit and devastated Angola. And the reunion actually turned out to be I wouldn't really say a relief effort, but a lend a helping hand situation because we have a lot of family in Angola and they really needed the assistance. Yeah, help, yeah. So the reunion was put off. I don't even know when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. But And we just started packing supplies. Yeah. Packing supplies. And then we realized that, you know, people, different people you don't even know, you're not even associated or, you know, related to. Or packing supplies for for people here, people there, and what it is, just like going through your cupboard to see where you could find, where you could spare. Exactly, pack to send. Box. To pack, pack a box. Exactly. Right. And people up at the port all over the night because they, 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 the loaders up there packing the containers, then they can leave five o'clock in the morning, or they can leave whatever time they're leaving. And at the end of the day, a country, our countries needed assistance, and the rest of us just band together to and do deal what and, we and have helped, to do. And helped, right. and helped, and and helped, so and I think, if, and I think this uh, is that's what I'm saying. This is like one of the best places. Like a lot of people, like oh, the healthcare system, yeah, yeah, the healthcare. System. Like with this specific disease, I think this is like one of those like, hey, look, we need to work together. Well, we might got social distance, but we need to work together and do what we need to do to stop it from spreading. Yeah. And, just if, and, and within the aftermath, like, I don't think I would rather be any other place than a place like St. Kitts. Within the aftermath or whatever happens, like, I don't think I would rather be any other place than St. Kitts. Like, it's just, there's, there's, there's so no much love here. On this, on this earth that compares to home, home that we know as St. Kitts, mm-hmm. there isn't anywhere else. I told you, there's anywhere else I would want to be Damn. If this thing happens mm-hmm. here, I wouldn't really want it. People can say what they want to say about our healthcare system. We can't take this, we can't take that. But I think the people of Singapore need it is bigger than the healthcare system. Of course, by far. We, and we're just panicking at this point in time because, you know, it's in Antigua, it's in St. Martin, it's now in Montserrat, and Montserrat is like a stone's throw away from us. Yeah, it is. It's like so all it's around. Mm-hmm. Right. It's in St. Martin. I mean, you could literally go to different spots on the island and see Montserrat, see Antigua, see St. Martin, you know, mm-hmm. from our shores. So that's, I guess that's one reason why the friend is just a matter before it gets here, a matter of time before it gets here. But I think that's, this is the thinking that we need to have. The people, we are bigger than the healthcare system. If we band together and do what we're supposed to do, wash your hands. Do social distancing, you know. Be hygienic. Do what you're supposed. Do what do what Doctor Lord said to do. Do what Mister Samuel said to do. Do what the Prime Minister. Everybody, you know, every every warning and piece of advice that you get, 
you know, to try and curb this, flatten the curve, as we say, right now, hashtag flatten the curve. Yeah, flatten just the do curve. it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. You made a point earlier. It's not going to last that long if we just do what we're supposed to do. Yeah. This is just a stay home, stay home. Stay home. Exactly. Stay home. No sports, no sports. It's not the end of the world. It's true. It's not the sports thing that happens ever again. That's just true. a sport can be postponed until we get this thing under, under control. Because this is more important. Right? And it's, it's, it's like a good, a high percentage of knowing that, you know, okay, I think it's a name that's in the clear. Mm hmm you know and that's the thing too so, like again it's not it's forever it's, it's not forever and I think whatever forever. whatever whatever our government is trying to do like we try to work with them the best we could try to work with them because at the end mm -hmm. of the day they're only trying they're, they're trying to do two things and it's a lot of balancing and I really wouldn't want to be the head of any government at this point this is this is difficult right. because it's like it's a managing of balance it's like I want to protect my people from this thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I also want them to keep making money so they could continue to feed their families and keep businesses exactly. going because people need to eat. Like, it's not like, mm -hmm. like somebody saying like, but we should just stay home. I said, but if you stay home, do you have a garden in your backyard or something that I don't know about? As no, far as no I know, we don't. Most of us live in, no, we don't. We we don't in apartments. Any, we don't have anything. No. Right. We're not even we personally, like, as individuals, as families, a lot of people don't have a backup plan when it comes to food. No, it's supermarket you know, it's or bust. <laughs> right. We need to know that to look at the fact that or the possibilities of that you gathering. That's like, bring this thing here into into the reality. This is what we have to do. Like agriculture needs to be top of the list right now. Yeah. Going forward. We need in to, the schools. We need to I be mean, food secure. Like we need development bank where I work. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have sponsored gardening activities for schools. Mm -hmm. We just need to like schools need to do a little bit more when it comes to you know gardening, teaching children how to Grow plant. Food. We need to know, learn how to be self self sufficient when it comes to these things. I mean, yes, I don't expect us to be planting all the mountains in Tinket to provide food for Tinket. If that's what we gotta do, depend on the outer world, but we still have to also depend on partially our ourselves. A lot on ourselves, right? And, and if I had a backyard right now, I would literally be planting um, peppers and you know basic stuff that you could you could use. I need bananas in my backyard. Even that banana and planting potato, them things, because I'm telling you the yeah, honest truth. Like it's funny because we in a situation where if we stop importing food, we're gonna find ourselves uh -huh. in a really uncomfortable situation, <laughs> right? We're gonna, we're gonna be uncomfortable, uh, but at the end of the day, we will survive because that's how that's that's, that's the way traditions and divisions operate. It's the push. It's the push that needs that that's needed right. for change. But yeah, it's true. Exactly. But we need to start, as you said, I agree hundred percent. We need to start thinking about how do we diversify so that s these things would not be so scary from the onset. Because it's not, right. it's not that there aren't, there aren't um, answers to these questions. Like if, if we have to shut down the port, then, you know, there are answers. There are things that we could do. I'm not saying there are not things that we can't. It's not a, a hopeless situation. But again, it shouldn't be scary. It shouldn't uh -huh. be like, it shouldn't be a worry. It shouldn't be so much of a worry. 
Like I shouldn't right. think about it and be like, oh crap, we work. How are we going to do this then? You know what I mean? It should be um, like, well, you know, we produce at least 60% of our own food. We might have to up production. We might, a lot of us may have to go back more into farming, uh, farm a little bit more religiously, but we could get this done. It's, but at the end of the day, we still need the, the resources to do all these things. Need resources, yeah. Sure, but we take, we take it one step at a time. You're taking one day at sure, a time. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we will, we will conquer this thing. Indeed, 100%. Vern! Right, no. Vern, thank you so much, guys. We've had Vern, Evelyn, and the show. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. As usual, peace. No gang saying. Stay safe.